Welcome to the Razzball Football Podcast. This is your host, Jay, and we are coming to you after a week break. It wasn't really a break, T-Hole, because we actually recorded a fantastic show. Some people uh, even said it was a tremendous show. Some very uh, some very great people I know. Uh, it was a tremendous show, but it was lost due... I mean, I don't think it was my fault. It was just technology cursing me i don't know if that's a thing it was my fault let's be real i don't know what happened here <laughs> it was the best show we've probably ever done everybody was dialed in we had the 14 year old zach was there destroying stuff jennifer was there dropping heat and uh you were doing what you do and i was doing what i do and it's all gone now but it's all good because we're gonna make more magic it's all good the time yeah. we can't we it can't take shame. it back now just oh. no, I know you're probably joking, but but Zach is actually a little bit older than fourteen. Um, he is actually mm. a Trump supporter, though. Last I last I heard from him, so we, Trump we supporter. Actually, <laughs> we should actually hold that against him. We should technically build a wall around him. I think to make Razzball great again, to borrow parlance of our times. But yeah, it was a great show. Like you said, it was probably the best show we've ever done, and it is lost to the annals of time forever, which is devastating. And the reason why you and I are just doing the show is to make sure we have all our settings right. I actually have a new mic. I don't even know. Do I sound different at all? I was. Uh, do you do you notice any change in my voice whatsoever? You sound as angelic as usual. Maybe even a little intensified. I'm feeling the mic. <laughs> I may buy one myself. All right. So 25% more angelic. Um, Actually, mm-hmm. it's it's quite literally a big black ball. I can describe it to you. I've been, mm. I know you and I have been talking privately about upgrading our our about big black balls, right? Yes. And big black balls. Yes. And this mm-hmm. this uh, <laughs> this this pretty much uh, you know it, I like it actually. It's just um, it it comes with a stand, and I don't know if I'm why I'm pimping this to everyone, but I am happy with it. So there's that. We do have some. Fantasy relevant news to get to. This is why I hate that we lost last week's show because it was our big draft show. We talked a lot about draft strategy and stuff, which seems kind of moot now, seeing as this the biggest week uh. of drafting is this week. So it, it just wouldn't help anybody. And you know, I kind of I missed that. And we had a lot, we talked a lot about the news. I don't, I just don't want to go back to it because my feelings are still hurt that we lost that. But uh, we'll get through it, T Hole. We'll get through it. So I just want to go over the news that's going on right now. Well, not literally right now, but that has happened in the past few days. We lost Tony Romo, uh, which, which is essentially for the season. I wrote about this on Monday. Jason Garrett still hasn't decided if he's going to start week one with a broken bone in his back, which was, um, <clears throat> I mean, it's very Jason Garrett, I suppose. But I wanted to get your thoughts. Now, I, I like I said, I wrote about this on Monday, so I had some thoughts on Dax Prescott, but what do you see with this guy? I mean, uh, from what I've read, you know, he was described as sort of a team T- Tim Tebow clone who could throw accurate, which to me basically sounds like your boy, Tyrod Taylor. Is there a chance? Do you see any similarities between these two guys? Is, <clears throat> is he fantasy relevant this season? I, uh, you know, I'm sort of getting sold on this guy. I think he's going to be, you know, like every once in a while – some kind of rookie pops in or some kind of new player comes in and kind of breathes a little bit of life into an organization. And I'm not saying this is going to happen. I'm saying I'm leaning towards that's what's going to happen over them totally falling on their faces. I don't think this is going to be like last year. I think the offense, he looks, 
amazing in preseason. I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna just anoint him after a very an amazing preseason. But the defenses are playing kind of vanilla defense. People are probably gonna start sending the house at him. But like you said, you compared him to Tyra Taylor. He's got some speed. He can move around, and uh, he can actually throw a little bit, unlike uh, the new uh, baseball playing. Tim Tebow over there, so I, I, you know, I'm pretty intrigued to see what he has. If they're if they're like five and one, or if they go, you know, four and two, or whatever. If Romo somehow, if I mean, if I'm Romo, by the way, and I'm breaking stuff in my back for multiple times, like I'm retiring. I mean, he's 37 years old. Like I'm, I'm done. Like that last one looked nasty. Like, and they was like, oh, I'm fine. He's fine. Like, no, dude, you you broke some more bone in your back. Like, just. Call it, just maybe walk away because it seems like it's destined to end ugly for this guy. Look, I'll I'll be the first one to make fun of Tony Romo. I've I've made almost a short career of it since I've been at Rasball. I love making fun of Tony Romo. He's just uh, he's like the Browns. He's the gift that keeps on giving, especially in November. But I will say the guy is tough as nails. I really respect the fact that he is your prototypical quarterback. That's why I respect you know guys like Philip Rivers. Um, I won't say Ben Roethlisberger because I think he's a shit human being. But, you know, these guys who kind of play through these injuries and kind of represent the old school toughness of football, I, I, I think you respect that. But when you say he has to retire, I touched upon this a little bit when I wrote about him. I think he does, too. I mean, you have to think about your future life. You need a functional spine to enjoy your life. Uh, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think you will. But it's just one of those things. I feel like if I'm getting into my 40s, which I'm so far away from, thankfully... But mm-hmm. I, I want to be able to walk. You know, I want to have full mobility when it when it comes to my back. You know, I think uh, this is kind of a stupid point, but uh, last year I kind of messed up my back a little bit because I was uh, I I was I was at the gym and I pulled something and I was in like desperate pain for a good month just because I you know I dinged a, I did the wrong thing, you know, and that was the most miserable time of my life I can remember uh, besides you know the the whole entirety of being a Chargers fan. This was the most miserable part of my life. So uh, I would recommend that he, yes, retire. But, you know, if if Jason Garrett gives him the choice to come back, we all know what Rome is going to do. He's going to come back as soon as he can. And like we talked about earlier, Garrett's saying that he's not rolled out for week one, which is the most ludicrous thing I've ever read in my life, which I also touched upon in my post, which if you haven't gotten the idea yet, I'm pumping my post ad nauseum. But I would like to mention, I did aggressively rank uh, Dax Prescott 23rd yeah. on, on my quarterback rankings. Now, just to give you context, T-Hole, that puts him behind Jay Cutler and above Alex Smith. And I would say that puts him ahead of other kind of prospect-type guys like um, Jared Goff and um, who's the other guy? Paxton Lynch, you know, obviously, because... Uh, my argument was he's guaranteed to get at least eight starts, at least in my head he is. Uh, again, we, we can't say 100% for certain because of uh, the coaching situation in Dallas. But in, in your view, you know, he also has the weapons. And I want to kind of segue to, you know, what this does to Des Bryant, what this does to Terrence Williams, what this does to uh, Ezekiel Elliott and Jason Witten. Like, what I downgraded Des Bryant a little bit. What what would you do with Des Bryant? Is he still first rounder for you? Does he move to the second round? Uh, no, no. I'm going to downgrade him a little bit. I, you know, I think he's obviously still going to lean on him when they're throwing the ball. And we'll see. I mean, maybe they're going to gun it. I mean, I would just think, 
you know, Dez is definitely, you know, benefits from Romo being in there over Dak, but because I think they're going to kind of be a fairly conservative. But again, from what we've seen in the preseason, they might just let this guy go full out there and just sling it and do what he do, what he's doing. I mean, this guy, you know, he looks ready to rock. I mean, he looks far superior to Paxton Lynch. I, th- I think Dallas would would keep Dak over Paxton Lynch right now if they could trade him for him and he won the first round. I do not think they would pull that trigger. I think he I, I think, you know, Denver isn't is made a mistake there possibly. Um and I think he's gonna be fine, but I I have to go back in. I think I did put him into the rankings, uh, but I have not got into my altering of Dez and the other positions. I would not take Des Bryant in the first round. I can tell you that much. I probably, you know, I probably lean towards more like kind of closer to the end of the second round. I mean, I just can't do it. Yeah, I can't I, take him high. I can't take him at, at mid to late first or even high second round, even in uh, half a point or even maybe full point PPRs. Like, you know, some of these other guys kind of, kind of slide ahead of them to me. Like even maybe, hate to say this but even maybe like an Alshon Jeffrey or Sammy Watkins to me they have their own injury problems quite a bit actually but yeah <laughs> the quarterbacks Green, I think uh tweaked something um the other yep. day the reports so this is um it's a little bit worrisome uh, let me ask you T-Hole in terms of Des Bryant uh, how far does he have to drop in a draft for you for you to be like oh my god this is a steal I gotta do it like because I've seen him drop a bit too much I think Yesterday, I was taking, uh, I was doing a draft in an RCL, and he dropped to I think the third round. I was like, "Oh my god, I I gotta pick him up." Uh, I don't, you know, I mean, is that is that value for you there? Or are you still skipping? Exactly, exactly. I was about to say that. Yeah, if he dropped to the third round or something like that, pop up on that, hop up on that, grab on that as soon as you can. I mean, that's kind of like when you're like, "Oh my god, this guy's here in the third, bang." You might have just got a steal. I say everything works out with Dak. Say he force-feeds him even more so than if Romo's in there. A guy that I would really probably want nothing to do with is uh, probably Terrence Williams, who I have been sort of a believer in the past few years. I'm always like, oh, my God, you know, this guy is going to get single coverage. He's improving. He's like, I kind of like what I see, but he just has not taken that next step. And then, you know, I think he's just kind of, you know, maybe catch a deep ball here and there kind of. But I, I would – definitely kind of finally and kind of giving up on that guy this season especially with the rookie quarterback in there everybody else should be fine i mean i know witten has kind of slowly dropped down the tight end charts just because he seems allergic to the end zone even though he caught one on my seahawks the other day in full <laughs> coverage but uh yeah and i mean elliot kind of is bumped up a little bit i mean he looks like the real deal i guess all we had to worry about there is just injuries and then maybe a poor decision or two it looks like he makes a few questionable decisions but on the field he looks like a top five running back to me right now yeah i agree with everything you said i actually i didn't change whitner or elliot uh i gave the argument basically saying you know Witten tight ends are different i think in these type of situations because they're a great safety valve for uh quarterbacks who have trouble or who are rookies, you know, who don't know how fast the league is yet. Just my way of saying, you know, they enjoy having that little outlet or the short zone um, target. And Ezekiel Elliott, I think he'll receive even more volume at this point. I know Dallas probably doesn't want to overuse him. There's always that. But I think they want to establish a run game first 
to allow, um, at least early in the season, until Prescott gets his feet wet a little bit. But yeah, I, I do like what I've seen from Prescott in the in the short uh, time that we've seen him so far in the preseason. I, I don't know how much he'll start um, in, in the fourth week of, of these games this weekend, but it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Moving on to the next big news item is another quarterback <laughs> was lost. Uh, they're dropping like flies, T-Hole. I don't know what to say, but... Mm. We lost Teddy Bridgewater, it appears, for the season. And it was apparently... Okay, well, let's first... Let's go over the list of injuries that he suffered. And I want to go over the entire list, which was... um, I'm looking it up now because it was multiple injuries on the same thing. And it was kind of goofy. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so... Nasty. Yeah, so let me... it It was a torn ACL. And it was like a broken... It was something with his leg... Well, first, let me state that Will Carroll stated today uh, trainers may have saved Bridgewater's leg and career by quick action because I think people were mentioning while it was happening that an ambulance actually came out to the field pretty quickly and took him away. And, uh, okay, so his injuries was a tour. He tore his ACL and dislocated his knee, which is incredible to me. I I honestly think that... Uh, non-contact, too. This is gross. Yeah, non-contact. Yeah. It's, it's really... that's That's when you know... That it was uh, <laughs> something was a foul at some at some point, but yeah, it, it's I think it's safe to say that if Jason Carrot was his coach, he'd probably be questionable for Week One as well. <laughs> I do, you know, I, I struggle in my head. I didn't write on this at all, just because I, I don't think it was fancy relevant. But we are talking about it now, just because we I'd like to cover things that you know I can't I don't really write about on the podcast uh, to help kind of fill the gaps because you know how I love filling anyhow. Uh, that was a bad <laughs> <laughs> uh, but. Let me ask you, there's nothing on this team that was really fantasy relevant for me. I, I, I still sort of like Diggs, but he wasn't high on the party list. Bridgewater is the same. I was a big fan of him last year. I thought he could kind of fill the shoes of a guy that you could stream in, and he wouldn't let you down. He wouldn't hurt you. But he didn't really show up too much last season. I still think he has a high ceiling. Obviously, it's going to be delayed. What are your thoughts on this? Like, is is You're not drafting Diggs at all now, right? I mean, I don't know what else you would do. I think AP is the only guy you want on this team. Yeah, you know, it's unfortunate for them. They have what's pretty close to a championship roster. I hate to say it, but they are pretty stacked up kind of all over the place, And except for quarterback. For me, this was kind of a make-or-break year for Teddy Bridgewater. I feel like, you know, the love for him is a little high. I mean, this guy is not fantasy relevant last season whatsoever. I think he had 13 touchdown passes or something like that. Not that the weapon's that good. He just doesn't look that great to me. I mean, maybe this was kind of the year, his breakout year. Now we're going to have to wait a year, possibly two, possibly never, because that injury looked gross. But, um, yeah, the, the, I mean, Peterson should see a little uptick. I mean, I could see them really, really riding him. Also, McKinnon might actually be somewhat relevant. He looks great. I mean, if he could somehow get on the field a little bit more often – It'd be he'd be a nice guy to own, and then uh, but yeah, as far as we got to see what they do at quarterback. It, I mean, it looks to me, and I would assume that they're going to go out and get either one of these guys who's available for trade. You know, anybody who's getting cut probably isn't the most appealing. Uh, they could look at getting what I would I would try to get a McCown, Josh McCown somehow, or a Glennon or something like that. Although you'd have to kind of pay up for those guys, as Cleveland keeps insisting demanding that they want a high pick for McCown, even though they're, you know, making him the backup quarterback and he's 38 years old. If I'm them, I mean, 
maybe stop playing the hard line and just, you know, take what you can get for this guy who's going to be off your team next year anyway. You're not making the playoffs. Who cares if you have this 38-year-old quarterback? Take another draft pick for him. I mean, whatever. I'm not – I don't understand what's going on there. But it's got to be one of those guys or a young guy, uh, maybe somebody the Chiefs cut like Aaron Murray or something. He's never played in, that, in any real action. So what do you know you're going to get from, from that? I mean, there's nowhere – there's nothing really that sexy out there. I mean, you could try to trade for Chase Daniel. I mean, they got to get something in there because Sean Hill had kind of a cool run, and that was, what, like seven years ago when he kind of had a nice few games there for Detroit or something. I've lost track. How much How much do you think it would take to get, like, a Kaepernick? Like a sixth uh, round, fourth round, fifth round? Is he that cheap now? I would assume they give him up for anything. I mean, everything I'm reading, it seems like nobody would even touch this guy if he was just for free on the street. I mean, although that would be quite interesting, and I don't really know how he fits their offense, but, I mean, I guess who cares? It's not like they have anything anyway. Um, I agree with yeah, you there. I, bet... I, don't, I don't think he fits their offense. But... Right, but, but, yeah, I mean, what they have is so meaningless. I mean, it doesn't really matter that he fits it or not. It's just that he... I mean, is somebody anything is better capable. than Sean, Sean Hill, who right. I always make fun of You're him right. by calling him Sean Hill, Hill to die on. So You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> but uh, I, I think they could probably have him for almost nothing. I mean, San Francisco probably doesn't want to pay him. I mean, they'd probably take it. They'd probably give him up for a seven at this point. I mean, this is such a disaster. You know, I think they want him out of there. So if they want to go that route, I'm sure they, they – I, I believe they'd be able to, you know, at – I don't think it would take anything more than a six seven max to tell you the truth. Yeah, it would be kind of interesting too, just because with the the side stuff going on. I don't know if San Francisco. It, it's hard for me to understand how the ownership would would react to such a thing. What if people have been living under a rock? Um, Colin Kaepernick has been in the news recently because he's sitting during the national anthems for what I think are fair reasons. Um, I don't know, Teal, do you have an opinion on this? Just to kind of get away from fantasy and just talk about regular football, do you have any opinion on what he's doing? On which one? On, on Kaepernick sitting during the National Anthem. Oh, yeah, you know, I, I, as per usual, you know, it's like all the white the white people have the problem with it, and then, uh, like, you know, other than the enlightened ones that are like, you know, come on. I mean, it's not... Not that serious. There was a good thing on Jim Rome today. These guys wrote in these letters, and they're basically, okay, because it was talking about these NFL GMs who were, like, being quoted, being like, oh, I don't want that trader on my team, or this guy, and this Mm -hmm. and that. And this Canadian guy's like, well, okay, so let me get this straight. It's okay for owners to have convicted murderers or manslaughter or whatever, uh, domestic violence abusers, Mm -hmm child abusers so and so so and so so and so but a guy who wants to in for the flag like is a traitor and a disgrace and can't come on the team i mean it's just such it's such a joke man i mean i could care less i mean the only thing to me that really is relevant here is that kaepernick's just one of the biggest all-time fall-offs as far as a couple years ago people are talking about this guy's as much upside as any quarterback in nfl history this guy's going to be a superstar now he just looks like he almost looks like just disinterested he's coming up multiple injuries looks like he lost like 40 pounds of muscle he went vegan he looks i mean he just looks like he doesn't went to his hair so yeah to me he just looks like he just doesn't care he's just mentally not there like i don't think I don't think he's he's got anything left. I don't think I if I had to bet, I don't think he's ever good ever again. Like I mean, it's sad to say. I really I think he's finished. But 
as far as standing for the flag, you know, if that's what if that's what he thinks, you know, it doesn't it doesn't affect me. It doesn't bother me. I'm not one of these people that it's going to um, that feels like it's, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean he doesn't respect people in the armed forces or whatever people are saying. I mean, he's supposed. He's, he wants to make a point. That's how he feels. It's all, it's all good with me. Some people are, are fine with it and support him. I've seen some military people supporting him. So, I mean, nobody's – the people that seem to – it surprises me that these owners are so – like I don't know which GMs are. One GM said, oh, if my owner made me sign him, I'd quit. And I'm like, okay, really, dude? Would you? Okay. That's a little goofy, yeah. I mean – Yeah. I it's, it's, it's a little, it's just getting a little overboard for me, but I'd just like the, the, uh, story to kind of disappear, but we'll see. Yeah. I, I try not to get on my soapbox, but usually when I find myself saying that I'm actually getting my soapbox out and standing on it, I, I would uh-huh. say the only thing that I don't like about the situation is like you mentioned, he's not as relevant as he used to be right. just because he hasn't put up production. So I, I wish that people would hear this from a player who is in their prime or who is doing well just so simply they couldn't dismiss it by saying oh he's just trying to stay relevant which right. to be honest seems like a dumb argument in the first place because when you look at how the upper management or as the owners as you say have sort of come out with this I don't think they like this at all I don't I don't think they like any NFL player black or white or Hawaiian or whatever color whatever ethnicity acting uppity to use a dated term, but this is exactly what it is. And I'll be honest with you, T-Hole, I actually like the fact that in the end a player is doing this because it shows, number one, how many other players sometimes don't feel comfortable expressing themselves, especially in the NFL. It seems to me that NFL out of all sports is the most or struggles the most to be as controlled as possible when it comes to their players. Now, outside the game there's a lot of issues you know you you have a lot of problems but the nfl itself i think tries to be very operatic almost during game time and the fact that this player is showing emotion something that he believes in well you know i i think it's a good thing actually and i think it's a good discussion to have uh i i think though the discussion is kind of varying off course because the haters are kind of using these these straw man arguments, I guess, is a good way, or using ad hominem arguments a lot, too. I, I don't appreciate that fact. But again, in public discourse, that that sort of thing happens. But I do want to get back to the fact, you know, that, that started this discussion is, would San Francisco release him? I feel like San Francisco, out of a lot of cities, would react poorly to such a thing because they would see it as penalizing a player who is enacting their right to free speech, Right. And out of all the cities in America, I feel like San Francisco is probably one of the most liberal-leaning. And, you know, I think that's part of the play. I do think that he does need to change his scenery, though, if we're talking just strictly football. I, he needs to get out of San Francisco. I think – I don't know if he's done specifically, but I think he's definitely done with that team. So – I really – I thought I really wanted to see him go to Denver. I mean, I don't know how he would have fit in that system. I don't um, know what would have happened. But I know he. All I know is that if they kind of were for sure going to go with him, is that you know maybe he'd be reinvigorated. He'd be on a, a great all-around team. He'd have two elite-level wide receivers, some decent running game, and the best defense in the NFL. Arguably, them or the Seahawks. I'll take the Seahawks. But Denver's arguably the greatest defense in the NFL. 
And he would just have to, you know, he could just kind of keep it simple, kind of try to get his game back, try to feel itself out. And, you know, like it seemed like the best chance of success. I mean, if he, if he can't get it going there and he didn't want to make the salary work, he didn't want to make it work. I, I, I feel him on that to an extent, like, you know, get paid as much as you can. At the same time, go to Denver, revive your whole career. You either get paid again if you come through or whatever. And it's just like instead he stayed in San Francisco. Blaine Gabbert, who looks like dog piss, is still somehow the starter right. over I mean, him. I mean, this guy, Blaine Gabbert, yeah. Right. I mean, this guy's lost. I mean, Kaepernick has lost his entire mojo here. A couple years ago, this guy's up and coming superstar. I was even saying I would take him over Russell Wilson potential wise. And this is a couple years back. I mean, this guy is a freak athlete. He's got a cannon, rifle, and he just, like, I don't know. I mean, I've, I've never seen quite a follow-off like this before as far as playmaking. I mean, he's just regressed so much. It's just sad to see. I would like him to, instead, yeah, now he's in San Francisco wallowing away with this horrible team. Let me get this straight. They're going to be so bad this year. And then now this is happening. And, I mean, it just seems like, to me, that this he would have been so much better off going somewhere else, and I, I just don't know if he can recover. Maybe he just lost the passion for the game. I really can't say at this point. It doesn't seem like it's that important to him right now. Yeah, I, actually, you know what? Let, let's talk about that. Actually, before we talk about Denver, because you 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 brought up a great, um, probably one of our last news items. Let's talk about SeatGeek really quick. Uh, if you go to SeatGeek.com, uh, get a free SeatGeek app. You get a $20 rebate on tickets. If you guys don't know, they're a ticket agency that doesn't charge you all the hidden fees and everything. T-Hole, you've used it, I believe. Is that correct? I've used it countless times, <laughs> That's right. So if you use SeatGeek and enter the promo code RAZNFL, R-A-Z-Z-N-F-L, they will send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. So go ahead and just give it a try, and you get $20 off your first ticket. Sounds great. Okay, so you mentioned Denver. You know, again, I, I don't know how fantasy relevant it is, but I do want to say that Mark Sanchez, another guy who could, I guess, fit the mold of any of these teams we were talking about who need a quarterback, he is looking to be or expected to be cut now by the Broncos, which, I mean, I love Nacho just because he, he to me, is kind of like the Tony Romo. I, I love making jokes about him, uh, my old butt fumble buddy. He, it's like the gift that started my career at Football Razzball. It was the first post I ever made. I made sure to highlight the butt fumble uh, gift. It's one of my favorite. But, you know, the thing is, you know, in my projections even, it's it's kind of funny because I think every week, ever since the projections have gone out, I've I've downgraded them by by at least, uh, I don't know how to put a numeric uh, value to it. it. I've basically downgraded his stats and amounts and upped uh, Simeon's and um, Lynch's uh, here and there. But, now it looks like he's going to be cut. So Trevor Simeon will be the starting quarterback. He's kind of, um, I would say, the fill-in or the temporary fill-in until Lynch is ready. What are your thoughts on this guy? I feel like the floor is high, but the ceiling is low, that type of thing. Do you have any, any thoughts on him? Uh, I mean... You'd rather have Prescott, right? If, if you're kind of oh yeah no yeah. question so i mean the, the the thing with simeon is that you know he, he he seems to have a strong enough he seems to be able to make the throws and when you got demarius thomas and emmanuel sanders out there like 
you know, if you can't make something work with that, then you're a bum. I mean, I know they're going to try to keep it kind of simple for them. They're going to try to run the rock, win with their defense. But, uh, you know, I got to think if they're handing the job over to this guy that he's kind of kind of pleasantly surprised here. I mean, I've been down on him the whole time. Like, this whole situation is a joke. I've been blasting this all off season long. Like, how can you do this? How can you go into the season like this? After you won the Super Bowl, granted the quarterback play was absolute trash last year, you're not going to get away with that again this year. And, uh, like, how did you not get a different veteran? How did you not make, you know, get a backup plan? I don't understand. Yeah, it's embarrassing. Right. It's a a joke. I mean, and then the the guy, and then, like, you know, these Denver uh, fans, pathetic fans who are delusional, obviously, (laughs) uh, on Twitter will be like, no, oh, well, what? We signed, you know, the bridge quarterback, and uh, we got um, the first-round rookie. And I'm like, well, yeah, but this particular rookie in the first round is notably the rawest one in the whole first round, possibly the first few rounds. Everything we've read and everything we've heard is that this guy's nowhere near ready. And then he showed a little bit in a couple late in the games, and it's like they're fully on board with him at some point this year starting. And then he was terrible. In the last game against the backup, so we'll see this week when he's going to play like the whole game. But I don't think this guy, I don't think Lynch is anywhere close to ready. I don't think you want him in there in crunch time. Sanchez, terrible decision. They're going to cut him just because, you know, why would you keep him around to pay him the $5 million if he's not even starting? So Simeon, they better hope this guy is at least decent, at least solid, because they should have, it would have been worth trading a mid-round pick for me for a Josh McCown or signing a Chase Daniel or do it or a Mike trading for a Mike Glennon even if it's a second third round pick I mean you you're you're wasting a, you're this is a prime opportunity to win a Super Bowl I feel like they're just wasting a season almost I mean even if you don't think it's a Super Bowl team it's a team that can definitely compete in the AFC West yes. right now and they have weapons in their prime like you said they have um DT and Emmanuel Sanders and granted, C.J. Anderson didn't have the best year, but I feel like their running game is still pretty good. They have a great defense, uh, an amazing defense still, and they're wasting it by getting too cute with the quarterback position. I mean, they must have had a plan, and it must have gone south, but the fact that they didn't have a backup plan, it speaks very poorly of that. You know, you joke around about the fax machine issue a couple years back, but I'll be honest, I don't think John Elway... Now, I'm not going to blame specific instances of these things on him, but he hires the personnel in that office. In fact, I think a GM's most important job in all sports, in the NFL, MLB, what have you, is to surround themselves with capable people who either advise them correctly or operate their office correctly. And I feel like the Denver Broncos have failed a lot in this area. What's, what's Elway's biggest thing? He got Peyton Manning? Anybody could do that. I could get Peyton Manning if I paid him enough after that next surgery. You know what I'm saying? So I don't feel like – I think he gets too much credit than he deserves. I still think they think he's on the field winning them games. You know what I mean, if that makes sense? Uh... Yeah. He, he Elway is a national treasure up there. <laughs> the, the, but being if he is so intelligent, maybe he wouldn't have turned down 10% of ownership or whatever for like $10 million like – you know, 15, 20 years ago, like an absolute moron. If you yeah. read that story, it's quite interesting. You should look into that. Instead of blowing it all on some car dealers, whatever he invested in, he lost 
millions and millions of dollars and whatever. I know one of the family members of owns that team. He's an interesting guy. I'm sure you've seen him on TMZ. Uh, but um, I'm sure. it's <laughs> it's a uh, L.A. is yeah. He's basically like family over there. He's a legend. Obviously, he's one of my favorite quarterbacks, player wise. And yeah, it's just like they're just giving this guy a pass. Oh, we trust him. Whatever, whatever. Even though Manning was totally washed last year, I thought the Eisweiler pick was a wasted pick because he got drafted in that draft before Russell Wilson. So I'm like, oh, man, you missed that one. But Osweiler looked okay. He looked okay enough to get paid out the ass, which you know I thought was a, a joke. But he's, he's looked actually pretty good in preseason, so we'll see there. So you can't say he didn't make a good pick there. But if he thought Osweiler was this – if Osweiler was that good, I can't see a way Denver would have let him out of there. I mean, let's hope so, or Elway's going to look real bad here. Um, and let's just, if this Lynch thing doesn't, if he doesn't turn into a stud like by year two, that's all bad. And then, yeah, why would you not bring in somebody else? I mean, they, they, they wanted Sanchez to win the job. So obviously they didn't think that highly of the Simeon dude. They had him there for the whole year. They know what he is. They brought Sanchez. They obviously thought Sanchez would be an upgrade over that guy. He wasn't, so that's how bad Sanchez is. And this guy, I just don't think this guy is anything special. And if they just had anything at quarterback at all, they could be, you know, a 12-13 win team. And now I think most people are kind of projecting him more at like 9-10, which is kind of sad when you have two elite receivers, good offensive line, decent running backs, and an elite defense. I mean, you should be, you know, winning 12-13. I mean, there should be sky's the limit. And instead, they're not – Super Bowl favorite. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm actually happy at this situation as a Chargers fan, so I'm, right. I'm definitely okay with it. But it, it just, like you said, it seems like a waste. But let's um, let's go and take a short break, and when we get back, we will talk about our playoff picks or how the divisions will end up and uh, whatever. Just oh. predict the season, so that should be a lot of fun. So join us right after this short break. Boy, that sounded horrible. <laughs> wanted to forget me after my little jingle outro there uh t-hole is a fan though he loves that kind of stuff he loves when i serenade him so but we are here to talk about our division picks i guess it would be like the whole i don't even know what to call it it would just be our season preview or something we're just gonna go over each division kind of see where where each team will end up and then predict our playoff and the super bowl winners which is always a lot of fun and um, so I don't know, Teal. You wanna you wanna just start with NFC West. Uh, start with your uh, favorite division, and uh, tell me, yeah. tell yeah. me like, is yeah. there a wild card team here? Is there who's the division winner? I'm assuming it's the Seahawks. You can't pick Seahawks for both though. You can't have them be the wild. Well, I guess you can have them right. be a wild card. And uh, no, actually, you can't have it both ways. That's I don't think that's possible. But how do you I see can't this go both ways here, <laughs> which is rare for me. Right. But uh, I, you know. I, it's definitely, I think, 95% of the prognosticators would say that there are going to be two playoff teams coming out of this division. Obviously, with those two teams being the Seahawks and the Rams, we're going to take the Seahawks. I just think they're going to be great this year. I think they are a little bit better overall team 
than the Cardinals here. I mean, the Cardinals are pretty nasty, but I'd like the Seahawks linebackers. I'd like the Seahawks other corners, other than Patrick Peterson. Um, for the Cardinals, they're a little bit thin there in the defensive backfield. We've got two of the best safeties in the NFL at their respective positions. The best free safety, period, in the NFL. And Earl Thomas, number one. Chancellor's arguably the best strong safety in the league. Our linebacker core is better up the middle there, for sure. When are you expecting uh, they, to come back? You know, I thought he'd be back for week one, but it seems like he's still not really having contact. He's out there practicing, but yeah. he's just running against air, kind of just running around. I know you're really I mean, on would... him. Like, are you still are you still buying? Like, you're you're still you just be patient with him, and then he'll shoot. He should produce. Yeah, I think as soon as he's back, he'll definitely produce. I, I mean, I think as as far as where he's going so late in fantasy, where it's like you know, if this yeah, he's like go... thirteen to fifteenth ranked tight end at this moment i think yeah and that seems like low. i mean that's higher than what i've seen some people haven't even yeah i think that was my ranking somewhere around there right so yeah i've seen him back out i've seen him outside the top 20 which is just nuts because i mean the tight end yeah. <laughs> it's just gross you know i mean even last year when we knew even when they knew he wasn't fitting in great at like going off every week he'd still be ranked you know second third fourth fifth at worst on a weekly basis by all these rankers so now all of a sudden for people to be like oh He's done. I mean, we'll see. I'm kind of worried about the injury. Not as worried about it as most people. I think he's going to be okay here. I'm just wondering why there's not. And I and I'm fine with no contact. I just I haven't heard anything. If he's going to be playing week one or week three or week two, week four, I don't know. But I think he'll be back relatively soon. And then, um, yeah, I think both teams win. You know, 11, 12, 13 games this season, I think, and I think they're the two, along with probably Green Bay, probably the the favorites in the NFC. Okay, now you're getting over. You're, you're skipping divisions here really quick. Um, so you, you Yeah, got sorry, the, I got the it? Niners and the Rams are going to be vying for the, the – they're going to be the bottom feeders of the yeah. whole NFL. They're going to be vying for that number one pick. Yeah, I think I think you and I have it the same. I have it Seahawks, Cardinals, Rams, and then 49ers. I think Rams will always be just an 8-8 eight eight team around there, uh, plus or minus one loss. Uh, I think it's Seahawks and Cardinals again. If Seahawks can get off to a better start this season, last year was kind of a rough start. If they can kind of get over that hump, uh, I think they'll win the division. But if, if they come out a little bit, mm, I don't know what's the best way to describe it, like rocky. If, if, they're, if they're looking a little rocky, like if their defense isn't clicking, if their offense isn't clicking, if they look disorganized, I, I think it's Cardinals uh, to win. Okay, so NFC South, always the dumpster fire that we expect it to be. I don't see much from the Bucks. I, I am intrigued at how Winston will grow in his second year. I'm curious to see a Saints team that's a little bit healthier. Falcons still seem kind of mediocre. I still think it's the Packers, the Panthers division. I almost said Packers. Uh, you, that's your fault, by the way. Um, yeah, I think I think it's Panthers, Panthers, and I don't think a wild card team comes out of this division. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No way does that happen. Uh, I mean, I think the Falcons would people would argue would be kind of the next step but matt ryan i can't explain it i mean speaking of fall offs with kaepernick yeah. i mean matt ryan looked absolutely atrocious last season i don't know i don't know what happened i mean this guy is considered in my mind i thought you know a top 10 quarterback in the whole entire league he looked terrible last year he looked terrible this preseason i am officially 
concern. They still don't have talent on defense. Overall, I don't like the defense. I mean, they have the Seahawks old defensive coordinators, the coach there. They looked, they had the great start last year and then just fell off a cliff. I'm, I don't think they're making the playoffs. The Saints are just. They're just mediocre that, right now. Yeah, yeah. I think they're kind of just not quite there. I mean, it's got to be the Panthers. I mean, they got. Even with the loss of Norman, the offense should be a little bit more high powered with Benjamin coming back and Funches improving. So I like them, and then uh, I guess the team with the most upside in that one, as far as playoff chances, I'd almost put like Tampa ahead of Atlanta in the Saints as far as like yeah. upside, just because you know I we'll have to see what the new coach gets done there. But just if there's any kind of spark there, maybe they go on a little run. If Winston makes a big jump, et cetera, et cetera, I'm not gonna, I'm not predicting that by any means. I'm just saying, if you had a gun to my head, I might take Tampa as the next highest probability to get in the playoffs out of there. But yeah, it's a pretty gross division yeah, there, right now. There's always a few teams every year who make it into the playoffs that you wouldn't expect or that have looked pretty bad in in recent memory. Tampa Bay fits that mold. I. I think they could surprise. I'm not going to put it in writing. I, I don't think, you know, based on this uh, this preview that we're doing, it, it would be kind right. of unintelligent of me to say, like, oh, yeah, Buccaneers. Uh, I mean, if, if you're telling me to pick, like, this wild pick that could make it to the playoffs, yeah, I'm totally with you with the Bucks. But, you know, to the I, w- I want to try to be as, as rational as possible while doing this. Um, I guess we can have outlandish picks, too, but we haven't run into a division with it yet. Um, NFC North, I guess it would be outlandish to say, like, maybe the Bears or Lions could make it to the playoffs. I don't think they can. Uh, Vikings, obviously, probably won't be an 11-5 team again. I think it's Green Bay Packers' division to lose. Uh, I think they'll be fine. They'll just be on cruise control the entire year. So I don't I don't even think a wildcard team comes out of this, uh, comes out of the North. I, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I don't, I don't think so either. I mean, I guess you would have to say... I would have said Chicago has the best chance to sneak in after Green Bay, but then who, what injury? Didn't they have some pretty devastating injuries already? Do they have somebody go down? I think uh, Honus Grassu or some one of their offensive linemen went down, and then I think they had. Do they have a defensive player go down? Oh, I'm not sure what's going on with their rookie, the the eleventh overall pick, the defensive end from Georgia there, or pass rushing linebacker. I mean, I thought that was going to be. A possibly big addition. They signed two nice middle linebackers to go with Vic Fangio's defense there, like he did with San Francisco. They got Trevathan from the Broncos. Uh, I really thought that they were going to be improved. I mean, their defense was much improved last year. It's shocking that guy hasn't got head coaching job offers. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, we got Kevin White back, the receiver, the rookie elite kind of prospect who missed all of last season. So, you know, there's some, some interest there for me. I was kind of intrigued, but they've had a couple injuries. They can't really – they're not a team that I don't think can afford much uh, injuries anywhere. And then yeah. and then after that, for me, it would be a uh, Detroit, you know, they're just kind of, again, mediocre, as you mm-hmm. said. I mean, maybe maybe 7-8 for me, 9-type max type of win team. I, I just don't see it really for them. I don't like the coach. I don't like – really much going on there. Stafford doesn't seem to be an an actual uh, a winner really to much extent. I've always loved I the mean, talent as most people do. Yeah. Right. Um, right. Yeah, I don't So I yeah, just, for I pa- Packers see, for me yeah. take that one. And then the Vikings see. it's a travesty because yeah, they're 
they're kind of loaded up, and a lot of people predict them to make the playoffs, like kind of like they did last year. It's a shame uh, but, too, because uh, they have their new they have their new stadium this year, correct? Right. I mean, they were yep. they're debuting that, and um, I mean, at least they still have a young team. So, and they their defense is pretty solid. So they they I don't think they'll be like I don't know, uh, like we wouldn't confuse them with an NFC South team. Uh, to be that bad, but I just I don't even see a wild card here because I feel like even though the NFC East isn't super good, uh, I I, I kind of see. Let's just go and move to the NFC East. I, I as I was yeah. building off that, I kind of see Washington and the Giants being the two teams either vying for the division or uh, getting the wild card as a backup because I don't think the Cowboys. I, they might surprise. They still have a good. Uh, um, they still have a good offense. Um, Sands the quarterback situation. I mean, their offensive line's good. They got the they got the star power, but I feel like the Giants are a little bit oh, solid in that regard, just because they have Eli Manning. Who I mean, granted, I don't think he's that solid of a quarterback, but he, you know, he's he's gone to Super Bowls. He's he's won Super Bowls, so they have that going from they have ODB, and you know, I I kind of like Ben McAdoo. I I think he's doing okay there. So and Washington. I don't, I don't really like them as a team, uh, per se. I wouldn't put money on them, but they, they figured out a way to win nine games last season. I wouldn't put it past them to match that again this year, and I feel like that could be enough uh, to put them in the running. Yeah, I'm totally on board there. I think, and then I can even, I think I'd almost even prefer Dallas almost over to well Dallas over Minnesota. I don't know if I'm actually ready to go there or not, but yeah, I really like. You know, the Giants made some serious additions. For whatever reason, they're, you know, refusing to address the middle linebacker spot for, what, like the last 15 years or so. I don't know why. I don't understand what the problem is. Just bring in a veteran or somebody that can play the position to some mediocre level. I mean, it's pathetic. But they've added some serious pass rushers. They've added some uh, – some. the defensive backfield is loaded up. And then Eli, he's got Sterling Shepard now to go with ODB, the legend. Cruz is back maybe to do a little bit of something, something we will see. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really intrigued by the Giants. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what they do. And then, I, yeah, I really li- I like the Redskins quite a bit. I like them better than last year. I think um, Here's- I, I think the offense is, is, is absolutely stacked up here. I think if the O-line can kind of get together a little bit, I think they're improved a little bit. Um, yeah, just a ton of offensive yeah. weapons there. Yeah, I, I'm iffy on Cousins, but I feel like yep. if he can build off what he created last season, they should be fine. I, I did want to ask you, here's a question. The Eagles, do you think they can win a game against this division? I can actually see them going 0-8 and eight against all these, these three teams. I mean 0-6. and six. <clears throat> I don't know what's going to happen with them. I'm pretty curious. I mean, the Peterson hire, I mean, I would like to think they made a decent hire and the guys probably hopefully a solid coaching alone can kind of get them headed in the right direction i mean they have talent on the roster i mean they spent up the ass on all their own players even though they're coming off a garbage season they felt like they needed to re-sign everybody and their mom to these gigantic contracts and then brought in some more alignment uh but although lane johnson's now gonna miss a big chunk of the season Peters is getting old. I don't love the running back situation. The the receiver, the receiving core is pure trash. 
Um, so yeah, they're they're definitely in trouble. I despise Sam Bradford more than probably anybody else on the planet. I, I mean, I cannot stand. I don't. I don't. I don't know why this guy is still gifted starting jobs in the NFL. Why he's entitled to start? This guy's yeah, terrible. Yeah, it's just the pedigree. I everything that I've seen so far has been so unimpressive. Even when he was back healthy and just right, running, yeah, he I, just looks funny to me out there. I mean, I'm just not yeah, feeling it at all. Yeah, I'm just not a fan. Uh, but they, they they have a lot of talent on defense. I mean, I, I I don't I don't know. I mean, they shouldn't. They should be the worst team in that division, which sucks for them since they traded next year's first round pick to get old Carson. Carson in there so we'll see how this all kind of works out um but yeah I'm not not a fan of theirs right right now at all and I'm not expecting very many wins this season all right so just um I think we're actually pretty set together on the NFC I have and you can correct me if I'm wrong the four division winners are the Seahawks the Packers the Panthers and Washington right and then for the wild card, our two teams, would, would it be fair to say, let's say the, the Cardinals and do you want to go in on the Bucks? I'll go in on the Bucks with you too as, as a wild card team if you want. We can also go Giants, maybe Giants. Or... Yeah, it's going to be I think I'm, I think I'm leaning Giants All right. over the Bucks. The Bucks yeah. we could shock the world though. Yeah, I'll go Giants and I'll go. So we can always go, go back and tell people we said the Bucks. Yeah, and I'll let's let's make Bucks a possible. We'll, we'll highlight them so we can go back and say, hey, we, we knew this was coming. We did we mention it, that they had a good. Right. <laughs> All right, so so we got the the Seahawks, Packers, Panthers, and Washington going to the playoffs as division winners in the Giants and Cards and the Bucks if it happens. <laughs> so uh-huh, um, uh-huh. for the AFC, let's go ahead and start off with my division. I actually don't want to be a homer here, so I'm going to actually pick the Chiefs to win the division. I think they're the stronger team right now, especially with uh, the quarterback question marks. I, I say mm-hmm. that plural because we, we don't know what's going to happen with many players. I mean, we do know what's going to happen, but what I, mean, what I mean to say is we don't know what's going to happen in season. It could just turn completely uh, crazy over there. So I'm going to say the Chiefs win the division, but I think the Chargers can make a strong case as a wild card just because they still have solid play from Philip Rivers, they seem to have. And the great news is, we di- we didn't even cover this. Joey Bosa got got signed, which I thought was going to happen at sooner or later, but it looked pretty, it looked pretty bad uh, that we were were what now in the fourth week of the preseason and he just got signed. So that was a close one. I I like their defense. I think it's underrated. I think. They've had a problem of generating pass rush. I don't think Bosa is the magic key, but he certainly helps. I, I like the pers- the rest of the personnel, though. That could help with that. They have had a couple injuries on the offensive line, which is never what you want to hear, especially with Phil Rivers. But they have plenty of weapons. I, I still like Keenan Allen. I still like Antonio Gates. Um, I still like... Uh, I like Travis Benjamin on that team. I really do. I think he will kind of fit the role that... Um, I'm trying to think of his name... You know, the the Chicago receiver that went over there for a little bit and then moved to Denver. I forget his name, but um, he's he seems like a great option. A speedy guy who can separate uh, with the ball. I like a lot. Keenan, of course, uh, we all know him. So I, I do like the Chargers competing for that wild card. We haven't yet gone to the other division, so I'm going to put that on hold because I'm not quite sure on the picture of how I see them. Uh, what, what's your take on this division? Uh, I... You know, I'm still going to – I wanted Oakland. I mean, I mean, I love what Oakland's been doing. 
I love all the moves they've made. I still don't like think the it's, Buccaneers for me. Like right, I still right? don't think it's going to fully probably come to fruition, but there's a shot. But I mean, yeah, the Chiefs are very solid, very solid team here. Talent is there, kind of all around. I'm I'm kind of concerned that Houston is probably not going to play for a while, or maybe not even the whole year. I mean, it's looking bad for him. I don't know why people aren't talking about that a little bit more. He's one of the best pass rushers in the NFL. It's a tragedy what's going on there, and I'm I'm. Yeah. I'm saddened by that. But, yeah, I really like what they got going on there. And then you got – I mean, what did, where did you pick the Chargers? I mean, I got the Chargers in last place, bro. I'm sorry to say. <laughs> That's fine. I actually think the Broncos will be in last place. But I actually think Chargers can compete for a wild card. I, I, haven't, I haven't decided whether or not they deserve that spot. If they don't battle for a wild card, I don't see another team that does in this division. Like you said, the Raiders could – but uh, let's let's go and take a look at the other divisions to sort of figure it out. Uh, the AFC South, I think, even though the Texans did the amazing thing and took the division last year, I, I don't see it happening again. I think the Colts will be okay this season. So I'm going to go and give it to the Colts. I, I still don't like the Jags. I still don't like the Titans, even though I think those teams will improve. I don't think a wild card will come out of this division just because I think the teams are a lot closer together than they used to be. It isn't just the Colts going, you know, 13 and 3 and the rest of the division going, you know, 5 and 5 and 11 or whatever. So, how how do you see? It? Do you think the Texans can win here or I think they can, but I think they're 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 kind of an interesting team. The Jags, God, that's my other team. Them in Oakland, I'm like, is this the year, man? I mean, if they don't finish 500, if if Jacksonville doesn't finish with eight wins, Gus Bradley's going to be fired. I'd yeah, even say nine. I, so. I mean, they are loaded. They, they have t- they have serious talent on that team. I mean, for yeah. seriously serious talent. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, for me, Houston, it's going to come down to Osweiler because I mean they gave him the talent there on offense. The defense is pretty solid. Um, I still am going to lean the Colts. I'm going to lean Andrew Luck with the kind of explosive. You know, I don't like the I don't like the running with the Colts have done it. Running back, the offensive line is kind of breaking down. I've always their defense is gross. Maybe I'm, I'm going to go Houston, man. I'm not, I don't like the Colts roster. I hate their owner. I hate their GM. It's disgust. I mean, it's just, I'm not feeling it. All I'm right, changing my mind. Yeah, that's our first big split. That's okay. That makes it easier on me. I think we only had to disagree once so far. The AFC yeah. North, I think, is where we're going to get the biggest. I mean, I don't think we're going to disagree the most, but it's the hardest, I think, to gauge. And I, I like the Browns sort of, just because they got Gordon coming back. I I don't like RG3 too much. I know we talked about it in a previous podcast on RG3s. It might have been the one that will never be released to anyone ever again. But I can't quite remember when we talked about him. But I Ravens always seem to be kind of around. Last season was the first time I think that they've been outside the playoff race. And I don't know, the last decade it almost felt like. I, I'm just going to go with the safe pick. I'm going to go with the Steelers. Mm-hmm. I think... I think it's hard to argue that Antonio Brown will will take a step back. I think Roethlisberger is still a pretty solid quarterback. The weapons there, I know Le'Veon Bell coming in a little bit late is going to hurt them a little bit, but it's only three weeks if they get over that hump. It's not like they're going to start off 0-6 or 0-4 like they did that one year and just right off from the bat just shoot themselves in the foot. Bengals are still going to be there, though. This is This is the hardest part for me. 
I can't find myself picking Dalton again to win a division. Uh, but it, I think it'd be funny if they did go to the playoffs and lose another game. <laughs> you know, they, they just can't get that hump off their back uh, on Marvin Lewis. But I don't know. What, what, what's your take here? I'm, I'm going to go and pick the Steelers and Bengals maybe wildcard. <clears throat> yeah, I'm kind of surprised. I mean, I think, God, yeah, the Bengals did lose a little bit of talent here. I mean, they lost two of their top three receivers, granted, not even close to their best one. But Eifert's going to be out for quite a while here and you know he might not be himself all season that is problematic considering he absolutely went nuts last season killed it uh but i think the running game will be a little i think hill's going to come back a little bit more reinvigorated this year after kind of an embarrassing year i think the run game's going to be a little bit better um but pittsburgh definitely is the safe route to go here although it kills me that martavis bryant is missing the whole season i hate when these kind of superstar freak shows it's like, oh, you're going to sit out a whole year. I mean, it's just like, damn, man, yeah. you couldn't get it together. I hate to see that because the offense could have been absolutely prolific. And then obviously with Le'Veon Bell missing three more games To be fair, season. though, I, I still like Wheaton. I still like Coates there. Yeah. I think they can help fill that gap. Yeah, I, th- I think they'll be fine. I just think Brian is, is a star. So I'm going to kind of – I just want – I would just like – just as a fan, I would like to see that. I'm not a diehard Steelers fan by any means. I would just like to see that. I think they have the best kind of overall – team they did they got a bunch of corners this year added to the team although one of them i think they're kind of banged up there but yeah not enough to 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 say on baltimore they always they always come back from these down seasons with after all the injuries they'll be better obviously cleveland's interesting but yeah we know what's up there and then so yeah it'll come down to pittsburgh and the Bengals and that continued rivalry like that insane end of the playoff game last season it might come down Hopefully we get another rematch of that. It'll be quite interesting. But yeah, you got to go with Roethlisberger. I mean, they almost beat Denver last year with no Antonio Brown and and Big Ben could barely move last year. I mean, it's insane. I mean, they almost beat Denver in that game. People forget about that. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to go Pittsburgh. All right, and long-winded answer for no, no reason. No, no, those are always the best answers from you, T. Hall. Trust me. Um, let's talk AFC East, which is the last division. I see the Dolphins improving. I see the Bills improving i see the jets uh, being about the same but i still think it's a patriots division to lose i mean it's just uh, i don't see them faltering even though they're gonna miss brady for a little bit even though they're gonna be missing Dion lewis i just i i don't see how they lose this division or i don't see how they don't make the playoffs i, I can put it that way so i'm just gonna give it to the patriots yeah, as you got to. I, I to. mean, <laughs> I, I mean, what? I mean, what is? The, I mean, what did they lose the division somehow on like a tiebreaker? Like, what was it? Like, your Matt Castle had to start, right? However long ago that was, I've lost track. Those days are. I mean, those days are just gone. I mean, they built a very, very nice roster, decently through the draft. Although they've bricked majorly in the second round and third round on certain positions. But they do a really nice job in free agency and kind of grabbing these kind of guys, which for re- whatever reason, nobody else picked up a Jabal Sheard. Nobody else traded for Martellus Bennett. Why? I cannot answer that. This is the kind of moves I would be making. I don't know. I can't answer. These are questions I ask people all the time, and then it happens. Of course, it always has to be Belichick that gets this done. He just picked up Mingo from the Browns. Granted, he's been a bust, but a top six overall pick. They just get him for a fifth, sixth run, or whatever the case may be. He'll probably start there. I mean, this is what happens when guys go to New England. They just contribute when they couldn't for their old team. 
Uh, I'm obviously a huge Bills fan. Love Tyrod. I think they've they're having horrible luck this off season. I mean, they've already lost. So their first round pick, the pass rusher, is supposed to replace Mario Williams has shoulder or whatever he has. So he's surgery. He's missing half the season. They trade up, get Reggie Ragland, mid middle linebacker, amazing tackler, probably a leader for defensive rookie of the year. He's out for the season. So your first two picks. And kind of a make-or-break year. Two very important spots for Buffalo's defense. Already probably getting nothing out of for this season. I'm very concerned with that. And then, oh yeah, and that's that's not even mentioning Darius, the one of the second highest-paid defensive tackle in the NFL or in the top three now with Fletcher Cox, is uh, going to rehab and missing at least four games because of whatever. So I mean. You know, they're taking some serious blows here, and I'm very concerned. I, I had high hopes for them. They can't afford these kind of injuries. They can't afford these losses. So I'm going to give them another eight, nine wins. The Dolphins are interesting. I like Gase. But, yeah, nothing that the Jets, I, I think, are going to take a step back, like you said. Yeah, I mean, it's New England all the way. Yeah, okay. So for the AFC, just to round it out, I have the Chiefs, Colts, Steelers, and Patriots division winners. And for the wild card, I'm going to say Bengals and Chargers just because I'm I'm a homer. Uh, you have the Chiefs, Texans, Steelers, and Patriots, if I remember correctly. Who are your two wild card teams? Two wild card teams. I'm going to take the Bengals again. Mm-hmm. And then I'm gonna go. Uh, did I take Denver to win the division? I'm gonna, you know, I, I don't you think did I. Have, Chiefs. Did, did you want? Did I even Broncos? officially pick someone? Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna have Denver to. still getting in. Yep. Okay. So you want Broncos as the wild card and Chiefs as the division winner? Yep. Okay. All right. So before we get to the AFC Championship games and Super Bowl, I did want to mention T Hole that the No Halftime app. You guys can download this it's a fun little game. You can do player versus player. You can go against your friends. You can go against the community. MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, PGA, any sport. To get started, you get ten free dollars by entering the code Raz R A Z Z. And if you deposit money into that account, you get a free T-shirt. So that's pretty cool. So be sure to check that Ooh. out, guys. Yeah. Um, so the AFC, actually, let's, let's go in order that we did the NFC championship game. We, we, we both agreed on the players. We have the Seahawks, Packers, Panthers. We have Washington, the Giants and the Cards and the Bucks (laughs) in the playoffs. So out of those teams, we, we obviously don't know the seeding or the matchup. So we'll just go ahead and go to the championship game. What are the two teams? that are going to fight to go to the Super Bowl. Who you got, T-Hole? NFC? Yeah. I, th- I think it's going to be Seattle, hopefully praying to the gods. We're at home because stuff just goes right when the two years in a row that we did that. I was there for all four games, as we recall, and both Super Bowls. We'll never forget that, especially the last one in Arizona with the worst ending in Super Bowl sports history. Um, I'm going to go... You know, I really am intrigued with kind of a, I mean, is this the year Green Bay kind of gets back? Or are they not going to? I'm just going to go back to another. I think we're going to go. Shoot. Is there any way? Can the Cardinals, could the Cardinals technically be the wild card 
yet end up in the NFC. Yeah, that can happen because it, it happened with the Forty Niners. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna go. Cardinals Seahawks are gonna somehow end up in the in the NFC title game. All right, that would definitely be at home then with with Seattle, I believe. So yes. you get your wish. I I understand why you're gonna go Seahawks, and I'm gonna let you do that. I'm gonna be the contrarian person just because I know you're gonna be contrarian to who I'm gonna pick in the NFC or the AFC Championship game. So I'm gonna say for the NFC, I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be Giants at home. No, it's gonna be Packers at home against the Giants. I think that's what what it's going to look like. And I don't feel comfortable with that pick at all, but I'm, I want to be contrarian, and I could see it in my head happening. I just – I don't – I'm not 100% behind it, I think. I just – I don't think Washington will make it far in the playoffs. I think Panthers ha, can – I think they're, they have a weakness to them that can falter, whereas I know at least the Packers have been there before. They have a good offense at all times. They seem kind of built to survive the cold weather too, so – if they if they're if they do what they usually do and build a strong record in the regular season and they have home field advantage in the playoffs, it's always good for them. I like the Cardinals, but again, I want to be contrarian. And I think the Giants, they're they always seem to hit their stride in the playoffs if they can get there. So that, that's how I'm going to go with AFC Championship game. I'm gonna I'm gonna go and lead it off because my my picks are gonna be stupid as fuck. Um, I'm gonna go Chargers. Uh, just to go, and I'm gonna say Chargers against the Colts in the championship game. Oh no! Okay, Chargers, <laughs> Chargers, Colts. You ready to go? You might need to place a Vegas bet. If you know what's funny? I think I think it's gonna be the Colts beating the Patriots to get there too. I think that would be I think that'd be you, fun to watch. If you truly believe that in your heart, you need to get to Vegas. You need to place your bet because <laughs> that's gonna pay off. Quite heavily, oh, always, I'm sure. No, I always I always put a small bet on the Chargers going to the Super Bowl just because the odds are always so good. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I like it. I like it. I like it. Um, but I don't like it enough to agree. I'm going <laughs> to go with... <sighs> I hate this. I'm going to go with New England over Denver. You know Actually, sorry. Fun? New England over Pittsburgh. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I know it's kind of a boring matchup, but I, I would love seeing that championship game, by the way, the, the Patriots versus the Steelers. I think that would be a wild, entertaining game. I, I think that would that would be pretty cool to watch. Yeah, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Pittsburgh beats them. Well, no, I'm going to stick with New England. If they had Martavis, I'd, I'd go with that. Because you know what it comes down to. you got to figure out who you want to go against Seattle, because I know who you're picking to go to the Super Bowl. So I want the rematch. You want the rematch. You want... You want the Patriots Blood against feud. the Seahawks. Yeah, I, I like the idea of that. I'm going to go – let's see, who did I have? I'm going to go Chargers-Giants in the Super Bowl. I think that would be fun to watch. Just from a story point of view because it would be Eli Manning versus Phillip Rivers who, of course, were traded for each other. I think it would be kind of two franchises that aren't – you aren't really accustomed to uh, – I mean, I guess you're accustomed to seeing the Giants in there. But I think it would be, be two teams that you don't see playing each other that much. I think that would be an added flavor. And I'm I'm trying to justify my homer pick, but I'm just going to go with it. I'm going to say Chargers Giants in the Super Bowl, and Chargers win, of course. And uh, I faint uh, for about a year. I, I just enter in a medically induced coma of happiness. So that that's my little that's my little snippet of happiness I'm going to get before the Chargers go six and ten to you hole. So I just, uh, <laughs> just bear with yeah, me. Yeah, that might happen. Yeah, it could happen. Um. 
I would say weirder things have happened in football, so I'm gonna I'm gonna keep hope alive. I would say T Hole, that is our show for this week. I did want to mention to everyone listening, we we will have the full crew back again next week. This was sort of our test phase with our new hardware and software. I had to download a new recording program to make sure it worked. I didn't want to waste anybody else's time after mm. uh just mine. Did we call it Podgate last week? I don't even think anybody like Podgate. There wasn't any malicious intent. It was just it, the recording device that I—I I mean, not the device, the software we used—just recorded a whole bunch of static, and it, it picked up our voices once in a while. But I was a little upset. It was strange because it was the—I'd been using the software for the last two years. It's—you know—I've used it on the baseball site too, and I had to fill in for JB, our boy JB. Um, but I did want to mention that we are going to have a special guest next week. It's going to be Ramona from Sports Gal Pal. Uh, their website. I am actually taking on her team in the Blog Talk Radio League. She won last season, so I'm I'm a little bit intimidated to go against the winner from last year. This is my first year in that league, uh, which is hosted by Pod Vader. If you guys didn't get a chance to listen uh, to the last uh, couple episodes ago, it was the draft for that team. If you guys are interested in going back, but we will have T Hole, we'll have Zach, we'll have Jen. Hopefully, we'll have um, Kevin, our IDP maestro. And we have a lot of exciting things coming this season, T-Hole. I don't know if you knew this. I really can't give away much else, but we do have – I. how do I say this without giving too much away? I, let, let's just say that Rudy has been working on two things for us this season that people of the site, fans of the site, will actually get to interact with on the site, which should be pretty fun. So hang tight for that. That that. So you, I, I haven't even heard about this. You can't yeah. tell me? No, I can't okay. tell you. I mean, I can't tell you while it's recording. So, okay. Like, if I knew that this was actually not recording, I'd be able to tell you. So I, I guess I'll tell you okay. after the podcast. But, okay. And we will be making our – on our next podcast, we'll be making our first week picks. So be sure to hear us on that. Uh, and I don't know. The season's here, man. It's already here. It's crazy how, how fast time moves. So it's, it's going to be a great year, hopefully, for not just you and I, but for everyone involved at Razzball. Yep, I was on a, I was on a show last night. I uh, re- recorded a show yesterday with another guy, a fantasy pros opponent of ours, who finished. I believe he finished number one in baseball and number three in football. That's this guy's right. a maniac. I said, "You already talked you know, to him, weren't you?" Yeah, we're coming. No, for he him. he oh. was too not he was too <laughs> friendly, the nicest guy ever. But I was like, "Hey, Jay and I are coming for the ass in 2016. Watch your back." I I totally agree. I mean, not literally. I don't want him to watch his back. Like, I don't want him to think we're stalking him. I mean, you can if you want. I am. That's not my fully. thing. Fully. Yeah. <laughs> I am. I am stalking right. him. Well, thanks for hanging with us, especially during the preseason. Uh, hopefully, we've helped you draft your teams and draft them well. T-Hall and I, uh, we basically are there for you on the site if you need help throughout the season. I'll be doing roundups and rankings. T-Hall will be doing his rankings, as he just said. We're going after this guy. We're stalking him. We're... We're saying hello to his mother to borrow uh, a quote from Mark Wahlberg or fake Mark Wahlberg. I forget which one's which most of the time. But thank you for joining us for this episode. And we'll see you all next week for the official, I guess, season preview or season debut of the podcast just because the NFL season is starting. So thanks for joining us. And we'll talk to you all next week. Uh. Ah, that was your serenade. That's probably better than mine.